Hello, Moon Babe. This is Jilly Wonka Andromeda, and I have your cosmic weather forecast for the week of August 2nd to August 8th. This week ahead is the week before the Leo New Moon. Uh, actually, technically speaking, this upcoming Sunday, August 8th, uh, the new moon will occur at 9.51 a.m. Eastern at 16 degrees of Leo. So check your charts. Do you have anything at 16 degrees, especially of the fixed signs? And the fixed signs, the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So look at your chart. If you have anything, any points, angles, planets at 16 degrees of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius, this new moon is probably going to be major for you. So um, I would give it an orb of, you know, uh, a few degrees, uh, but you can even go outside of that. But anyway, so this week ahead, right before the new moon, um, this is, you know, we're entering this balsamic phase. So this is a time for us to rest and contemplate, uh, kind of like begin to think about the next cycle. You know, what changes will you be making? Uh, what do you need to finally release so you can make those changes? This is not a time to start anything new. Uh, it's very likely that you will be stalled uh, in any sort of progress and any projects you are involved in. Uh, this is a time for you to wrap things up, but make sure you're getting proper rest uh, this next week ahead. On Monday, our moon day of the week, August 2nd, we will be vibrating at a six. So six days are great for love, establishing harmony, uh, relationships, maybe doing service for others, taking care of family and social re responsibility. Uh, and so these types of themes may be coming up for you on moon day. And so that is the numerology of the day. Uh, we will be uh, starting the day with the moon shifting into Gemini. When the moon shifts into Gemini, we are going from fixed earth Taurus to a mutable air Gemini uh, emotional expression. And so whenever the moon is in Gemini, our emotional natures become much more curious, adaptable, um, wanting to learn and communicate with others. You may be able to juggle many things at once. Uh, but that is just where uh, we will be drawn emotionally towards these types of experiences. And so whenever the moon is in Gemini, I do find that people are able to communicate more effectively. They're able to juggle many things at once. Um, there may be more of uh, an interest in your locality, your neighbors, things like that. Prior to the moon shifting into Gemini, while it is still in Taurus at the very late degrees of Taurus, the sun in Leo will be opposing Saturn retrograde in Aquarius. And so this will be exact at 2.14 a.m. Eastern, and it will be at 10 degrees and 11 minutes of Leo and Aquarius. So 
check your charts. Do you have anything at 10 degrees of any, um, again, of the fixed signs, which is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, but uh, especially, you know, if you are uh, along that axis of um, Leo, 10 degrees of Leo or 10 degrees of Aquarius. Uh, pay attention, something might be coming up for you, uh, themes around whatever planet uh, may be involved. Prior to Monday, on Sunday, Mercury aligned with the sun. They had a, a Kazemi at 9 degrees and 33 minutes of Leo uh, early Sunday morning. Uh, but then after that, Mercury opposed Saturn retrograde at 10 degrees and 13 minutes at 549 p.m. So we had both the sun aligned with Mercury and then Mercury opposite Saturn. So, so Mercury is very much so involved uh, with this aspect of the sun opposite Saturn um, on Monday. And so what this is likely to be bringing up is becoming aware of uh, your limitations. Uh, there may be difficulty in communicating and reaching out to others. You may feel like you know, a little bit lonely and maybe burdened with responsibilities. Um, what you're really meant to do with this energy is figure out a way to balance your needs and your obligations to society or the collective um, or to authority figures if we're talking about Saturn like that. Um, it's just, it's really a time to make some sort of compromise. You know, you don't want to go too hard one way or the other. You don't want to um, be very strongly, um, you know, exhibiting uh, Leo kind of qualities where you may be very stubborn, dignified, uh, full of like a lot of pride and wanting to um, focus entirely on yourself. Uh, but then you also do not want to uh, neglect your responsibilities and your obligations uh, either to the collective or to your work, whatever it may be. So just be aware of that, and you're probably feeling it on Sunday, uh, actually, when I'm recording this, um, just kind of like this difficulty with connecting with others. Now, whenever the sun is in opposition to another planet, or whenever any planets are in opposition to one another, this represents a culmination of a cycle. Uh, and in this case, with the sun opposite Saturn, this cycle began on January 24th of this year at four degrees of Aquarius when the sun and Saturn uh, first aligned and began this cycle, this new beginning. So you may want to look back to uh, January 24th or around that date to see if anything, if there was anything that you started around then or any new commitment you made. Uh, and at this point on Moon Day, it's kind of like you're becoming aware of the limitations of, you know, that which you have committed to, the limitations in possibly your self-expression um, and your, your creative self-expression, needing to shine. You know, the sun in a Leo, the sun is happy in Leo. This is where the sun is naturally comfortable. Uh, Leo is the sign uh, that the sun rules. So 
we may feel like we need to express something, express ourselves more authentically, be more creative. You may want more admiration or approval or recognition that you may be getting um, with whatever you committed yourself to back in January. And so just pay attention to these feelings that may be coming up uh, and look back to January to see what was going on. So there might be some sort of uh, there, there's like a balancing that needs to occur. This is like the full moon between the sun and Saturn. So what needs to be balanced here? Balancing, you know, your self-expression with possibly your social responsibility, collective responsibility, whatever it may be. We also have Mercury forming a trine to Chiron retrograde in Aries. So Mercury is currently uh, in Leo making a trine to Aries. They're both fire signs, signs that are of the same element. You know, they form trines to one another uh, because they're, they like to help each other. You know, it's like the same, they're made of the same stuff, you know, so they, they provide like energy to one another effortlessly. You know, they understand what one another is trying to accomplish and they provide that support. So at 11.41 p.m., Mercury will be forming this trine to Chiron retrograde. So we'll have this opportunity to express that which we need to survive. Uh, Because with Chiron uh, in Aries, and Chiron has been in Aries since, um, I believe, 2018, and then it moved back into Pisces and then went back to Aries. But anyways, it's been pretty much in Aries completely, I believe, since uh, 2018 or beginning of 2019. Uh, Anyways, with Chiron in Aries, we are healing um, this part of us that feels wounded in our ability to survive uh, in our independence. Uh, So Chiron is this centaur planet uh, or I guess it could be an asteroid or a comet. They're kind of, he's kind of like a very interesting um, mass out there in the universe. Uh, interesting classification. But Chiron is found between the orbits of Saturn and Uranus. And what this planet has the potential to do for us collectively or individually is to help us kind of across this bridge from Saturn, from structure, from rules and regulations, from the status quo uh, to innovation, to change, to progress, to the future. And so everyone uh, was born with Chiron in some sign and essentially what this, this planet, or I'm going to call it a planet for now, can do um, is to help us heal, you know, these wounds we have that we have kind of unconsciously uh, placed on ourselves or, you know, we may have perceived them uh, being placed on ourselves, judging about whenever we were born, uh, and we want to heal them. It's like this urge to heal this part of ourselves, this aspect of our psyche. Um, 
And so for me personally, I was born when Chiron was in Gemini. And uh, so Gemini is the sign that is associated with communications, with learning, uh, with defining things. And I remember from a very, very early age, this desire, this deep desire to read, to, um, to build my vocabulary. I used to carry a dictionary around uh, wherever I went. Now I love that we have you know, cell phones and I can just look up words, which I still do to this day, constantly looking up, discovering new words, wanting to just have this a better vocabulary, improve my vocabulary, improve my understanding of things, of classifications. I'm always eager to learn, but also communication. I also felt very wounded in my ability to communicate. And it is very interesting that I have found that a lot of um, uh, public speakers, uh, individuals on the radio or podcasts, making podcasts, uh, I do often see these are individuals with Chiron in Gemini or Chiron in the third house, so writers as well. But anyways, enough of Chiron in Gemini. I just wanted to give you an example. With Chiron in Aries, uh, we are feeling wounded in our ability to survive and our ability to uh, go after that which we desire, to assert ourselves forward, uh, to be the warrior of our life. Uh, so I feel like a lot of people are feeling wounded. And I find it very interesting that, you know, this pandemic is going on while Chiron is in Aries because Aries also, um, when you look at the human body, each part of the human body uh, is, is governed by a sign. Well, the face, the nose, the chin, the eyes, uh, this is all uh, governed by Aries energy. Uh, and so people with like very strong Aries signatures in their chart, like either like a loaded first house or um, maybe a lot of planets or points in Aries or something. Uh, it, it, it's very often that you see some sort of um, scar or accident to their face uh, because these are individuals who are like headstrong, who like just like kind of jump into things, impulsive, you know, not really fully thinking things through. And so the individuals tend to have uh, scars or injuries to their face. And so I do feel like globally, but, you know, especially in America, considering um, America was founded when Chiron was an Aries. So it is America's Chiron return right now. It won't be exact until 20 degrees of Aries and uh, Chiron's currently at 12 degrees of Aries so we got a little bit of time before we hit that full uh, return uh, but you know I feel like it is very difficult for uh, Americans um, to wear a mask to to keep our face uh, covered you know because it is, it is so part of our um, identity uh, our physical appearance and that's what you know, the first house in Aries is a very concerned um, about, or at least governs, is that aspect of our external bodies. Uh, so also just feeling like you don't have the freedom to be yourself. I feel like that's a big thing um, with Americans. I was actually listening to NPR earlier today, 
and they were talking about how uh, America is the most individualistic uh, culture in the entire world. Like we place individualism uh, extremely high. Like it's so important for us uh, to have our freedom and autonomy and things like that. And so with Chiron in Aries, we are definitely, especially as Americans, feeling really wounded in our ability to be ourselves, to show our face, uh, to go after the things that we want. You know, we can't go just anywhere we want right now. Uh, so that is something we're learning to heal within ourselves. Uh, and it's obviously coming with a lot of pain for uh, many of us. I would say probably all of us. We've all been... Uh, We've all faced our struggles with this, and some more than others. And with Mercury and Leo forming this beautiful angle, harmonious, beneficial angle to Chiron, it's kind of like our voices or our, our thoughts are getting like this lift. And we can possibly... Uh, think more uh, rationally. I'm not sure how rationally looks. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about fire signs, so maybe more directly, directly, a little bit rationally about what it is we need to survive and how we can go about and make that happen for ourselves. So you may come up with ideas uh, to kind of help heal yourself in this. Uh, issue you may be having um, or you may be saying something with Mercury so close to the Sun also opposite Saturn it feels like there is information that is needing to be expressed um, uh, pertaining to um, our self-expression our intentions our egos uh, that will have consequences for the collective for our social obligations but that will heal us and heal our ability to you know, move around and be more free. So what does that look like? I don't, I don't fully know at this point. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that, that is kind of like the theme that's coming up on uh, Moon Day. Uh, we're vibrating at a six. So it's all about being you know, socially conscious, giving back, establishing a state of harmony. But it might come with some limitations, okay? You might have to um, think a little bit more bravely um, and do things for the benefit of others and not just for yourself. And it's going to be difficult because Sun and Mercury are pretty much aligned in a Leo. So on Tuesday, our Mars day of the week, August 3rd, we will be vibrating at a seven. So this is a day for introspection, for questioning, for using your intuitive mind. Uh, very mental day, sevens. Uh, if you have a seven life path, you know, you're an individual who could be very stuck in your head and always kind of pondering things, very philosophical. You may speak lots of wise words. Uh, the moon will be in Gemini. Still, 
you know, it shifted into Gemini on very early Monday. Uh, and so again, very, I feel like this is a very mental day. We have very early in the morning on Tuesday at 2.53 a.m. Eastern, Venus in Virgo forming a trine to Uranus and Taurus. And then later on in the day, we have Mercury in Leo forming a square to Uranus and Taurus. Uh, so Mercury and Uranus are both, I would say, the most uh, mental uh, planets of the zodiac. Mercury uh, is very interested in the details, uh, information, any information doesn't matter. Um, whereas Uranus is uh, very interested in uh, the bigger perspective, the, the larger perspective of things, looking things from, you know, uh, a far away uh, standpoint, looking down and seeing how everything works and everything. So uh, Mercury and Uranus both use a lot of mental energy. And, you know, if you do have a lot of um, aspects going on with your uh, Mercury and your Uranus in your natal chart, you might be an individual uh, who does overthink or um, use their uh, mental energies a lot, maybe too much. Maybe you have an anxious nature uh, because you may be always like like uh, ruminating, you know, like going over things, possibly obsessively. Uh, it depends on how it works out for you and what planets are involved and what signs they may be in. So Mercury is kind of like the everyday mundane thinking, um, whereas Uranus is kind of like uh, the thinking, the very um, innovative, um, inventive types of thoughts. You know, I feel like uh, Uranus can be kind of classified as the mad scientist, uh, whereas Mercury is like the pupil. Though Venus, not entirely, I wouldn't classify it as like a mental, uh, cerebral planet. However, it is a planetary ruler to Libra. And Libra is one out of three of the air signs of the zodiac. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And Mercury is the planetary ruler of Gemini. And Uranus is the planetary ruler of Aquarius. So all of these social signs are being active, or all of these social planets rather, are being activated and communicating uh, with one another on Mars Day, on this very mental day, especially with the moon in Gemini. So with Venus forming a trine to Uranus, there might be like um, a change in our priorities, uh, a sudden uh, breakaway with what we value um, and what we are willing to put our time into. But this is happening uh, very effortlessly because it is a trine. So they are communicating harmoniously and it's just kind of happening. It's like this natural uh, progression of the energies between the two. So 
we may uh, we may find ourselves possibly connecting with different individuals or uh, with using our resources maybe in a different and more inventive manner because I'm really concerned about the resources part or something in the material tangible realm because Venus is in Virgo and Uranus is in Taurus and these are both earth signs of the zodiac. In the evening around what what time is it happening at? Let me check my notes. 9:56 p.m. Eastern Mercury will be making a square to Uranus. Now this is a little bit different because a square uh, means that there is some sort of friction or challenge uh, occurring between these two planets. They are not communicating very well. Uh, they're kind of it's like they're both reaching of this this corner and some something's gonna happen. Something has to happen. Someone has to move, budge there's some growth occurring between these two planets. So when we're looking at Mercury, uh, this is our communications, our mental processes, um, how we uh, handle information, how we take in information, how we adapt to incoming information. Uh, And Uranus is that part of us that wants to do something different, that wants to rebel, uh, that wants to break away from the status quo, that wants to do something for the benefit of humanity. And so with Mercury in Leo forming a square to Uranus in Taurus, expect things to move quickly. (laughs) Expect yourself to be stimulated. Uh, You may want to, or you may not even need that extra cup of coffee uh, in the afternoon. You may not need coffee at all. Um, on Mars Day. You know, it's also a Mars Day. So we're talking about Martian energy drive. Um, and so our our mental realms are highly stimulated on Tuesday. And it's very important for you to understand that things will be moving very fast. And so information, unexpected information may be coming in. Uh, and it's very important for you to adapt to it, to be more flexible, to be allowing um, for this information to come in and to, you know, pivot in some way, Uh, pivot your uh, routine, uh, your ideas, whatever it may be. It may be difficult to even like keep up with all of the changes that may be occurring with all of the thoughts racing through your mind. Um, so if you do find that Tuesday, uh, you may, you know, you might just feel more anxious. You might, um, you might spiral. You might have lots of thoughts that you become fixated on, especially fixated. I want to use that word because, um, they're in fixed signs. And so an easy way to think of fixed signs is that they can become fixated. They can really uh, get concentrated and zero in on one thing and do that thing forever. Uh, So just pay attention because they're also like uh, Uranus, Venus, and Mercury are all almost, uh, well, Venus is definitely um, at uh, the halfway point of Virgo. Oh, that's a mutable sign. But Uranus is reaching, you know, 15 degrees of Taurus, which I don't think it will reach before it goes retrograde. 
Um, but it's very getting very close to the halfway point of Taurus, which the halfway point of all the fixed signs, um, actually of any sign, to be honest, um, is kind of like where that sign is doing its best work because it's like it's reached the halfway point. Um, uh, and so that Uranus and Taurus uh, squaring Mercury in a Leo of very close to being at the halfway point of their respective signs uh, just kind of makes possibly that brilliance, that spark of inspiration that might be coming through on, um, on uh, Tuesday that more and that much more important or needing to kind of focus in on or um, take that insight into account it's not really a good day on tuesday to make impulsive decisions i mean you might you probably will but you might have to uh, but if you do, just just be careful because, you know, you might have not been fully thinking things through and you might have just done it very quickly because it was like needed of you. And so you might want to go back and uh, look at, you know, those things that you may have said or the decisions you may have made um, on Tuesday and they may need to be reworked. On Mercury Day, Wednesday, August 4th, we will be vibrating at an eight. And so eight days um, are all about power and ambition and responsibility, possibly financial responsibility or financial power. The moon will be in Gemini uh, for most of the day until 5.17 p.m. when it does make its ingress into Cancer. And what we have going on on Mercury Day is the sun will be forming a trine to Chiron retrograde in Aries. So trine aspects, like I mentioned before, are very harmonious and, you know, doesn't really take much effort to, uh, to get the benefit of them. Uh, in a natal chart, they often denote like kind of just things that just happen to you, kind of like the lucky parts. Uh, that you don't really put any effort into and it just kind of happens for you uh, and you might even take it for granted. So with the sun making a trine to Chiron retrograde, this is like we have the strength. It's like we have the strength is being offered to us to heal these wounds of our survival. Um, whatever it is that may be hindering our ability to fully shine and uh, connect with our independence and our authentic beings um, will be able to like effortlessly overcome that uh, though i feel like because they're in fire signs there might be like excessive pride and arrogance uh, going on on wednesday like people might just easily kind of fall into uh, that type of behavior uh, so I would, I mean, just be careful <laughs> on Wednesday because, you know, whatever is going on on, on on Tuesday, I feel like there's some sort of information coming through to us that we might need to handle. On uh, Wednesday, you know, what, we're either going to uh, do what is right um, and, uh, you know, be very confident in our strength and our influence and our 
fire and be brave. Or, you know, we might feel, um, we might feel actually wounded in our ability to survive and feel like something is being taken from us. And we might express ourselves in a very arrogant and stubborn nature, because that is a, a very Leo type of uh, behavior, you know, um, uh, a dysregulated a Leo energy can be, can, can express itself in that manner. And I think it's very wise to think about that this is occurring on an eight day. Um, whenever I am looking at the numerology, I also think about the number that it is associated with and uh, the zodiac. Uh, and so in this case, eight is associated with the eighth house as well as Scorpio. Uh, and that is all about death, transformation, healing, elimination, purification, so whatever it is that you may be trying to heal on Wednesday, just be careful because it might bring you power. It might bring you um, a financial power. Uh, it might transform you, uh, but it also could get messy. It could also lead to uh, your demise. So just pay attention. You know, you don't want to go too hard. You don't want to try to prove yourself and um, just be really uh, grandiose or vain in your expressions on Wednesday. You know, try to do it in a way that is um, empowering, you know, that uh, that is that is uh, empowering, self-assured, confident. Yeah. On Jupiter Day, Thursday, August fifth, we will be vibrating at a nine. So this is the ending of a nine-day cycle. Uh, so nine days are all about you know giving back, selfless service tolerance, compassion. It's very similar to six days, except for nine days, you know, there is also some sort of ending um, that may be occurring. But remember, every ending is just a new beginning. Uh, so there might be a new beginning also occurring, you know, or following up to this um, coming up on Friday. On Thursday, we don't have any major aspects occurring. However, the moon in Cancer... And now whenever the moon is in Cancer, we're seeking uh, emotional connection with others. We're seeking a state of belonging and acceptance. And we may be um, closer to our home uh, or our families, you know, needing that like possible maternal touch from those that we associate with. Uh, this moon in Cancer will be forming a square to Chiron uh, and also a sextile to Uranus. Uh, throughout the day. So a square to Chiron, this is likely to kind of bring up some vulnerabilities um, and issues with feeling uh, like you can survive. Okay, so it's like you may be yearning for some sort of a state of uh, a belonging or acceptance from others, uh, an emotional connection. But then it's also with Chiron and Aries, you, you really want independence. You really want uh, to be able to be yourself 
uh, with, without any restrictions uh, placed on you. And very similar in that, in that way to uh, Uranus in Taurus. Uh, but the moon will be forming a sextile to Uranus in Taurus uh, later on in the day. And at that point, uh, you know, there may be some sort of um, unexpected connection we may make with another uh, or in regards to our comfort levels. You might decide to change something in your uh, domestic or immediate environment. Uh, you might be seeking excitement or novelty in your interactions. I like whenever the moon makes a connection to Uranus because it just kind of adds that extra spark um, and insight uh, to our emotional nature and our habits. On Friday, our Venus day of the week, August 6th, we will be vibrating on a one. So this is the beginning of a nine day cycle and ones are, uh, are all about independence pioneering, beginning something, leading, um, maybe a little aggressive and assertive, you know, very closely associated with even the Aries archetype. And interestingly enough, we will have the Sun in Leo forming a square to Uranus and Taurus uh, because the Sun and Mercury are so close to one another right now. Uh, their transits uh, to outer planets are occurring um, roughly around the same exact time. And so with the sun making uh, this opening square to Uranus, uh, it's likely to have some sort of disruptions. There, uh, unexpected issues may come up, unexpected conflicts with others, uh, just really not wanting to have any restrictions be placed on you uh, and really desiring to break away and kind of do your own thing. Now this Sun and Uranus cycle began on April 30th at 10 degrees of Taurus of this past year when they met um, right there at 10 degrees of Taurus. They met in the heavens and they started this new cycle of growing towards, you know, our individuality um, in a way that is stable, that is steady, that is dependable, that may be financially um, supportive, you know, that may bring us resources because <laughs> that's what Taurus wants. So being able to express ourselves creatively in a way that is different, original, things like that, that is centered around resources, possibly the earth as well, you know, and there's a lot of climate change um, occurring, of course, and we're all noticing that. I mean, I don't know. In Maine, it's like we barely have had a summer and I feel like it's already over. The tree in my yard is already turning orange. I'm telling you, it's, this is just, this is something else. It's the most bizarre summer I've ever had. So the sun, it tells us, you know, how we are seeking approval, how we are seeking validation of our identity, you know, what we are intentional about or what we are intending to do or choose or rationalize. Uh, and so with the sun being in Leo, you know, it's a very, these, all these decisions that we may be making, um, have a lot to do with our ability to create, 
to be creative, to stand out, uh, to be powerful in our talents and our uh, creative expressions. So Sun and Leo, it wants to stand on a stage and receive applause you know, from the collective. You know, Leo is opposite Aquarius. Aquarius is the collective. Uh, Uranus, being the planetary ruler of Aquarius, though it is in Taurus, uh, which is a sign that is square to your uh, Aquarius, so it's not in a place that it really likes to be in. Uh, but Uranus still, no matter what sign it is, it is in, the change that it is trying to bring about, uh, the reformations that it is trying to make, needs to be in benefit to the greater whole, uh, to the collective. So as Leo wants to stand on the stage and receive applause, Uranus and Taurus is like, well, what about the resources? You know, how are you going to make this sustainable? How are you going to uh, bring some sort of stable change um, to the collective? How are you going to inspire the collective to be more aware um, of their resources, of how they're handling their resources, of their money, you know, their possessions? So because this is the opening square, uh, the angle of an opening square, uh, because the sun is 90 degrees ahead of Uranus, it's kind of got this Cancer kind of feel to it because Cancer is the sign that is 90 degrees from Aries from the start of the zodiac. And so every opening square has a Cancerian type of vibe to it. And so it feels like Uranus in Taurus is saying, we need to look at the resources. We need to um, gain a better perspective. We need to change things. We need to invent, innovate. And so I need you to kind of like hold back a bit <laughs> on uh, this, you know, these demands that you may be making to be seen uh, to, you know, go out and be the star, you know, to have your, I don't know, hot girl summer. So there is a change occurring to our self-expression and it's a change that, you know, we kind of need to be, uh, more cautious of how we are expressing ourselves, how we are enjoying ourselves. Cause Leo is a sign of, is the sign that wants to play, that wants to go out and have a good time. It wants to hang out with its friends and do, be carefree, you know, developmentally, uh, Leo is the teenage, the teenager, you know, it's our teenage years, you know, uh, we develop, uh, the fifth house between the ages of 14 and 20. So 14 to 20 year olds, what do they want to do? They want to hang out with their friends. They want to go out, but Uranus and Taurus is saying, no, we must be more aware uh, we must like, you know, kind of take a step back, uh, and work on our self-expression so it can be, uh, more prote protective of our roots of that, which we're trying to nurture and take care of. At the 
the same exact time that the sun forms a square to Uranus, the moon in Cancer will only be a few degrees away from making a, an exact opposition to Pluto in Capricorn. And, you know, whenever this happens, it's so important when you're looking at aspects, uh, at least my perspective, is to pay attention to what's going on with the moon because the moon uh, is really telling us like kind of the public's um, emotional uh, expression of these energies that are at play, like where, like where our, our emotions are at, you know, where is the tide um, at that time? So we're being forced to, uh, to really kind of become more aware of how we enjoy ourselves, how we um, express ourselves, creatively express ourselves, enjoy ourselves, seek pleasure, entertainment. Uh, and the moon will be opposite Pluto. So whenever the moon forms an opposition to Pluto, there can be kind of like explosive or hidden emotions come to the surface. Pluto's kind of like the volcano of the zodiac. So feelings that you weren't even aware that were there may erupt, you know, and you might have to deal with it. You might have to inspect them, look a little bit deeper, dig a little bit deeper into your emotional world to see why you are behaving like this or why someone else may be behaving like this. And see, Pluto is this part of us um, that has this very strong emotional connection to something. And while it is in Capricorn, that emotional, strong emotional connection is to structure, is to um, possibly like status symbols, you know, um, uh, your public image. So I feel like whatever is happening on Friday, uh, Friday night, uh, it's going to be like psychological. It's going to be like completely psychological. It probably has some sort of connection to your past, um, the way that you things have always been, you know, not wanting to change how things have always been, uh, you know, wanting to... Um, keep this emotional, this toxic emotional connection to, you know, tradition and to your position of power, position of authority. And so, uh, moon opposite Pluto. Yeah. Just, uh, need to transform your emotions. Basically what it comes down to is you need to, uh, change your perspective of what is happening, uh, and eliminate whatever um, past association you may have in order for you to evolve and to move into the future uh, and to be a more integrated human being. Now this transit is not occurring um, exactly this week. It will be exact on Monday, uh, but Venus is in, is forming, coming pretty close to an opposition to Neptune. Uh, and so on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this uh, transit will be intensifying in its effects. Um, but on Friday, I do, I do believe, and also during the new moon, that this Venus uh, opposite Neptune will play a role in everything that happens. 
You know, Venus in Virgo really wants to improve relationships. It wants to be of service uh, to others, to make things better um, for their immediate environment, for their work environment. Uh, and with it being in opposition to Neptune, uh, there might be this haze or this fog in trying to reach the other and trying to actually fully connect with the other. There might be some delusions or idealizations. You know, you might feel like, oh, I need to like maybe save this person or, um, or you might be deceived by another or something. I just feel like, you know, things are like murky, you know, not really sure where to uh, place your, your time and your attention, you know, to actually repair the situation, to make it better. It's just, it just kind of feels like there's something going on that's not really fully clear yet um, in regards to possibly uh, relationships or your finances. Um, and so that might also be bringing up, you know, these feelings of, you know, wanting to like hold on to something that might not be good for you and also this struggle to uh, fully embrace change uh, and to, yeah, be more intentional with how you creatively express yourself. Be more mindful. Don't just go out and be, you know, a wild teenager uh, with like maybe a chip on their shoulder or something. On Saturn's day, Saturday, August 7th, we will be vibrating at a two. And twos like to do things in twos. So this is a day that uh, you might be connecting with another or you might need to find some sort of compromise with another. Uh, likely will have to change or be adaptable and flexible uh, and be very diplomatic in your relations. Now, very early in the morning on Saturn's day at roughly 3.30 in the morning, the moon will ingress into Leo. Um, and so we are getting closer to that Leo new moon, uh, which will be Sunday morning at 9.51 a.m. Eastern. Not too much is occurring uh, on Saturday. No major aspects. Of course, you know, we'll still have the lingering effects of the previous day's aspects, especially that um, Sun Square Uranus. Uh, but we will have Mercury making a quincunx that's a 150 degree angle to a Neptune a retrograde in Pisces. And so this aspect is likely to make us, a, I would say, a little bit sensitive. Quincunx aspect always denotes a problem or a crisis. So in this case, uh, we're talking about some sort of problem between uh, our mental realms, our rationality, uh, that's Mercury, um, and you know our ability to sacrifice and to give back and to be selfless, um, and that's Neptune and Pisces. And so there might be this issue with trying to balance these two, like feeling like uh, you want to be of service, but you also want to be forgiving, that you want to... Um, that you want to uh, maybe work on something, analyze something, but then you also want to uh, escape and just kind of chill out. And uh, yeah, uh, so there might be just 
some issues with kind of trying to balance these two uh, energies in, you know, uh, in your mental realms. Uh, and so it might just come off as kind of being like emotionally sensitive. Like, you know, it's like you want to do something, but then it's like Neptune's there and he's just kind of really influencing you to to maybe like let go or he's making you feel guilty about something because Neptune does definitely do that. Um, kind of makes you feel like, um, oh, I should have maybe, I should do this for another. I should have more compassion. Uh, so there are issues coming in, I feel like, with communications on Saturn Day. Uh, so you might spend a lot, of try, a lot of time trying to like sort something out or um, understand something and then, you know, only to be, only to find that, you know, it was um, an illusion or maybe that, you know, you were being betrayed. Um, information might seem like, it might just be your perception of the information coming in. You know, you might just get information and you're like, what are they trying to say to me? Are they, you know, are, uh, are they um, deceiving me? And so just beware on Saturday, information might not be very clear and you might just be uh, really emotional, super emotional. And then we come to Sunday, 8-8. Eight, eight. This is a three day. So three days are all about self-expression, communication, expanding yourself, maybe diversifying, um, tapping into your creative energies. And we have a Leo new moon, first thing in the morning, 9.51 a.m. Eastern. We will have a Leo new moon at 16 degrees of Leo. Uh, and this, uh, this new moon, I, I feel like it's, it's all about the collective. It's all about the future. Mercury in Leo will actually be the focal planet of a Yod um, pattern during this Leo new moon. Uh, Neptune, um, actually Pallas, Pallas Athene is conjunct Neptune and they are forming a sextile. It's not an exact, well, yeah, it's not exact, but they're forming a sextile to Pluto in Capricorn and all three of these planets are forming a quincunx to Mercury in Leo. So Pallas and Neptune, they're like providing this inspiration, this spark, um, this curiosity uh, to Pluto. Um, they're communicating with each other uh, in a harmonious manner, in a way that is, you know, um, exciting. And they're putting the pressure on Mercury. They're forming this angle to Mercury saying there is a crisis, there is a problem. Uh, you need to think right now. And with Mercury in Leo, uh, we're thinking about our creative self-expression. We're thinking about what makes us special, um, how we uh, entertain ourselves, how we seek pleasure. Um, and that Mercury is looking right at the sun for, you know, guidance as to, okay, well, how are we going to be 
uh, seeking pleasure, how are we going to entertain ourselves, uh, what are we going to do here. And the sun connected with the moon, because that is what a new moon is, it's when the sun and the moon align the very same degree of the zodiac in the sign of Leo, fixed fire. The sun is like, we got to be strong, you know, we got to be confident. We got to say and think in a way that is optimistic, that is generous towards others. Because, you know, Leo, uh, even though uh, it's a sign that is very concerned with itself and, um, you know, it's, it's self-expression and the show that it's putting on for others, uh, it is a very generous sign because it wants to spread that warmth. It is governed by the sun and the sun warms everything. You know, the sun provides us with our heat um, and helps us to grow. And so Leo is, is very concerned with um, spreading the love. It's the sign of lovers. So there is this enormous pressure for us to think in a way that will um, be admirable, you know, that will be commendable, uh, that will be positive, um, that will lead others. So this is definitely a new beginning in um, how we express ourselves. Uh, and that self-expression needs to be in how we think about ourselves and also how um, that thinking of ourselves affects others because the sun and the moon are also opposing uh, Saturn and Aquarius. Not exact, you know, that opposition was um, exact on Monday with the sun opposite Saturn. Uh, and they are also forming a square to Uranus in Taurus. Again, not exact, but close enough. So that means this Uranus in Taurus is the focal planet of a T-square. So it's like we must quickly innovate our priorities um, and our resources. We must do something different to bring about sustained change. Um, you know, with Uranus forming this square to Saturn all year round, it's all about this very slow and gradual change that is occurring. It's like we can't, you know, drop everything uh, and completely change things or, you know, our foundation, our structures will completely collapse and crack. Okay, so we have to do it in a way that is slow, that is slow and gradual. You know, Saturn is all about doing things the long way, the, the long and correct way. Um, many delays are uh, likely to occur when Saturn is involved in any aspect. So we really need to concentrate our efforts to bring about this slow and gradual change that will lead to sustainability. And Mars and Virgo will be forming a square to the nodal axis at this new moon. So I feel like there is some sort of dilemma with which direction are we going in? Where are we trying to head? Um, you know, are we going into the future? Are we going, uh, are we going to evolve our minds and uh, communicate with our local environment and do what's right for our neighbors? 
or are we going to go into the past and follow a belief system or some sort of uh, doctrine or dogma um, at this point? You know, Mars in Virgo wants to put its energy towards that which will improve its surroundings, possibly the work environment or the health of those uh, it is around. Uh, so Mars and Virgo, you know, is, is really good at getting the job done, uh, the task at hand done, um, and wants to do it in the most perfect way possible. But it might not know, you know, exactly which way is the correct way. What, what way will lead me to the most perfect outcome? Uh, that's what Virgo is so confu- concerned about. It wants perfection. It wants to be useful. It wants competence. You know, what is the correct way to go? Is it towards the facts? Is it towards what people are saying in our local environment? Or is it towards, you know, this um, foreign belief system or uh, this ideology? You know, which, where do I go? Where do I place my energy? What, what do I follow? So it's like we want to do, we're intending to do um, what is the most responsible uh, to the collective during this Leo new moon, uh, but there might just be some kind of conflict as to where exactly that is and how do we come to uh, the correct answer here. Now, I didn't mention this, but at the very beginning of this week, uh, we did have Juno and Sagittarius go direct. And that occurred on um, uh, Monday, actually. Yeah, that occurred Monday. Uh, Juno had been retrograde in Sagittarius, I believe, since April. I could be wrong there. I think it was April, though. Um, And it was at 22 degrees of Sagittarius. It's moved all the way back to 8 degrees of Sagittarius. And it's now in its direct movement. Juno is who we are committing ourselves to. Who um, are we loyal to? Uh, It can be considered like the marriage partner. um, But I have I've found that, you know, our Juno placements really influence like just about anyone that we do connect to, those that we uh, really uh, align to. And we may partner up with these individuals, but it could also be like just your best friend. Demetra George refers to uh, um, Juno as the principle of relatedness. So basically how we are relating to others. So with Juno and Sagittarius, we have been relating to others who share a common aim, um, a vision for the future, philosophy, uh, way of living. And with it being retrograde, we may have been looking back at uh, ways that we've been relating to others um, in regards to belief systems, you know. Uh, And then a lot of that's been going on, right? I feel like that's how we are very uh, divided in this country right now, uh, in the world, perhaps, is like, you know, very, there's some very stark differences in our belief systems. Uh, And so 
Juno retrograde gave us this opportunity to kind of reevaluate um, how we are relating to others in regards to uh, the belief systems, ideologies they might hold, and if they're aligned with yours, if they, you know, have the same goals and aims in mind that you do. Uh, but Juno is now in its forward movement. So we are moving ahead. We are, we know, we're more aware of how to relate to others, uh, possibly without bringing all of our belief systems into it. Uh, learning maybe how to not allow that to be like the only way that we connect with others. But during this new moon, Juno will be almost exact the south node in Sagittarius. So I feel like there is this um, release. We're letting go. We're pushing back on um, relating to others based off of ideological uh, connections. It's kind of like we know now how to relate to others in a way that is possibly expansive and optimistic, encouraging, life-affirming, uh, without maybe being so presumptuous <laughs> like Sagittarius can be. Uh, and instead, we're really wanting to... Uh, grow with others in a way that, you know, um, prioritizes communication, that is eager to communicate and learn about one another. You know, these are the kinds of relationships we are really yearning for, that we really want right now to feel nourished, to feel a connection and safe with others is through just communicating, um, speaking on the facts, sharing the facts, you know, getting, uh, the full story, not just parts of the story or the parts that are most exciting or, uh, the ones that may be judgmental or something. But I just really think it's cool that Pluto is forming the sextile to palace exact, and so it's almost like Pluto is like got x-ray vision and Pallas is just the smartest person, period, <laughs> and greatest strategist, best in war. Um, she knows her shit. So Pallas, Trine, or I'm sorry, Sextile, uh, Pluto, it's almost like there's like this all-seeing perception, uh, powerful perception, powerful strategy. And that pressure that it's putting onto Mercury to um, adapt uh, itself uh, in the way that it enjoys itself, that it expresses itself, um, that makes it feel proud of itself. That is, that's, that's, I think that's, I think that's amazing. That's, um, I feel like this is really good energy for creatives. Uh, for uh, really changing something about the way uh, that you seek some sort of attention or limelight or sense of approval. Um, you really do some powerful things with this Leo new moon. I just want to remind you, though, it's not all about you. <laughs> it's so important to always remember that. It's not just about you. 
Um, it's about you within the collective, you know. Uh, you might be the most talented, uh, wonderful person, so funny, whatever, whatever Leo is entertaining. Uh, but if you do not use that, those Leo qualities in some way that can like uplift humanity, uh, that can bring, you know, some sort of progress to structures and institutions you know, I'm really thinking about the Saturn Aquarius bit right now. Um, what good is it? You know, are you really <laughs> the best? You know, it's like, I feel like fun times, um, they need to like lead to something more. They need to, um, I feel like inspire and bring a sense of unity and togetherness and do something to help the future generation. So just, I feel like, just be aware of that. Keep that in mind. You know, how can you use your creative talents, your creative abilities, uh, whatever your creative projects are? They might even just be your children, okay? Because, you know, children fall under the role, the Leo realm. You know, how can you um, help them in, like, Come into the new age, come into the new world um, with a sense of responsibility towards it, you know, a sense of responsibility to the collective to help the collective progress forward. And that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm not sure how long this is. It might be over an hour. I know I'm trying to get it down. There's just so much I always want to share. There's always so much I see what's going on in the cosmos every week. And so it can be kind of difficult for me to bring it down and to uh, ignore parts of it that I feel like are important. So if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope uh, this cosmic forecast brought you some sort of calm, connection, understanding, confirmation, or just, you know, entertainment, Uh, whatever it may be. I hope it brought you something. And I'm wishing you a magical week and beyond. Be well.